V-E, folks, at the Weirman Media Studios in Duluth. So I just wanted to hop on and make a quick little episode. I know it's at random time, but sometimes I just do this when I have a thought or random inspiration. And I'm going to talk about, in, in, for a five or ten minute episode, centralized structures that manufacture and fabricate, they manufacture and fabricate inequity and artificial scarcity. So at, at the end of the day, I think there's a big conversation around centralized structures and the fact that they fabricate and manufacture artificial scarcity and inequity. And what I mean by that is if if you lean into the abundance of natural law and you lean into the abundance of resources, then if you look at money, money's abundant. If you look at a lot of the resources we have, there's abundance of resources. The the issue with everything is our size and complexity and our competition that creates scarcity of resources. Whereas if people switched our lifestyles and we lived more minimalistically and we lived more humbly and there was less competition for resources, there would be more equity of resources for all. And at the same time, if a society and culture was really about its democracy, we the people for the people, they would create abundance for people. They wouldn't charge for resources. They wouldn't charge for intellect. One of the most expensive resources that exist is education. If you really were about the people, wouldn't you give them intellectual value freely for life? Like you would think if you really were about the people that you would give free intellectual value, insight, and education forever. And then it's just really interesting because we're living in a world that's so complex and so competitive via the game theory that we don't even realize it. But the inequities and the scarcity of our society and our world are manipulated and controlled and leveraged by the course of monopolists, the people in power, the politicians, the economists, the scientists, and they're, they're controlling the narrative that's going on at scale. And when you start to see through it, you start to have perception. You start to see through the complexities of the egotistical manipulation of the narrative at scale via the me- media, written word, photo, and video. And what they're doing is they're trying to have us live in tribalism. They want us to be red and they want us to be blue. But really, it's equilibrium balance is where we find the perspective and awareness to the manipulation, coercion, and control. So we have to be more balanced. When, when we start get to when we're on extreme ends of stuff and we're fighting via tribalism, like the media wants us to live in that. The media, if you look at their language, is all dividing and divisive. It's it's talking about skin color. It's not inclusive language. If you look at inclusive language, inclusive language would look at the universal similarities and truths of humans and of matter and existence. And a lot of the language used at scale is, if you look at the Rupert Murdoch's companies, they're always pitching, they have an agenda, and they're using a headline that strikes a chord with people via uh, egoistic conversation points like skin colors something anything that talks about a difference in humans is egoistic so if you were really trying to push people together you would talk about the similarities and the universal truths that we all intrinsically share and when someone gets shot you wouldn't talk about their skin color you just wouldn't so it's really important to talk about the inequities and we have to take accountability to this because at the end of the day the whole reason the problem still persists and the problem perpetuates itself is because we continue to partake in this system. The best way to exit the system is 
and change it is voice and exit. We can't beat people at their own game. You have to change the game. Our future society of collaboration, of feminine characteristics, of ringularity and inclusiveness, of dignity, of security, of innovation, of all these things is one that is not living in egoistic and differences and divide and artificial scarcity and inequities. It's 2021. It's time for us to elevate the level at which we operate, cooperate, communicate, and create. The biggest thing with all of most of this, though, is understanding feminine and masculine energy and understanding that it's selfishness and it is me, me, me versus we, we, we and ringularity and femininity. A lot of feminine characteristics are selfless characteristics and they're inclusive and they involve entanglement like the womb. And they involve togetherness and connected and coherence and cooperation and collaboration. And they're not competing. A lot of us via egotistical and selfishness and masculine characteristics are living in singularity of self and competition rather than cooperation, collaboration and community. So once you understand that, another big part of that conversation is understanding that's game theory. What that describes, what I did, what this all describes is essentially game theory. Game theory is understanding that organisms benefit from co- cooperation, but naturally we compete and we don't cooperate. But yet we, we benefit from cooperation. But if you understand that, then the other big thing behind that is understanding that scorekeeping is correlated to all of this. We're all keeping score. A big part of the conversation with all of this is understanding we want someone to look down at. Thanks for being with us, audience. We want someone to look down at. People at the top like feeling elite. We like feeling superior. The whole reason people buy Gucci and they buy Armada or they buy fancy clothes and cars and jewelry is so that they can feel superior. What does that mean? That means they are living in scorekeeping. Our future society of neutrality is one of balance in the middle. When I talked earlier about when everything's best in balance, our universe is out of balance. Everything's best when it's in balance. And that goes hand in hand with the binary balance of our universe and the micro and the macro. And in a sense, that's the femininity and that's the masculinity of our universe. And it's the middle where we find the balance. So we have to find our femininity and we have to find our masculinity and we have to find that it's okay to be a feminine male and it's okay to be a masculine woman. And we don't have to ignore feminine and masculinity. We need to talk and have dialogue around the acceptance and openness to be both and live in the balance of that. And when it's, when the universe is neutral, neutrality represents abundance. And it's a really important conversation to start to understand the relevance of a neutral universe, non-scorekeeping, game theory, and its relevance in the world of abundance and centralized structures and the hierarchy of centralized structures and how they are controlling, leveraging, and manipulating resources, access to utilities, public utilities. A lot of the things that we are restricted access to are public utilities that we should have access to. And Money is a great example of public utility that they limit access to. So once you understand game theory and all these things, you start to understand that via digitization and technology and innovation, a lot of the money is digitally printed. This is so important. Money is digital, so it is abundant. So once all of you start to realize all these things, it is simply the decision 
of the people in power to make a choice to have poverty and make a choice to have inequities and artificial scarcity based on the lifestyle and the fictional iterative existence that they're selling us on. And they they want us to lifestyle. They want us to live over and over again. And a big part of it, I feel like is, is simply people choosing and wanting to feel superior when at the end of the day, we are all equal and we're all on the same level. And when we can stop judging each other and we can stop scorekeeping and we can stop limiting access to resources and we start to be more accountable, responsible and minimalistic and humble, we'll then be living the lifestyle that's minimal and humble. Then we have the time, energy and resource abundance to invest in ourselves, our dreams, our aspirations and our visions. And then by doing so, we can start to look to help others to do the same thing. A hard part about all this whole problem is that we, the people, are not connecting. We're not communicating. We're not connecting. We're not coherent. And we're not cooperating to then come together and bring the change forward that we want at scale. If we don't exit the system and we don't use our voices and we don't speak universal truth about ourselves and our ecosystem, we are not going to see the change come fast enough. And we need to really have this conversation in times like today when they are choosing they could choose tomorrow to not extend unemployment benefits. Guess what's going to, if, if you just think about that for a second, out of no wrongdoing of our own, there's millions of people that are on unemployment. Imagine if they choose to end unemployment benefits, that's three to four to five upwards that depending on what measurements you look at all of them, there's up to 10 to 15 million people that are going to be uh, off that unemployment. Why would that's, that's, that's artificial scarcity. They're choosing that. Once you understand that poverty is a choice and inequities and artificial scarcity are fabricated and manufactured by the politicians, the economists, the scientists, and the people at power that are drafting the laws and legislation and choosing how they are granting access to resources and public utilities. And a big part of this whole conversation is us, the people, taking accountability and responsibility to the lifestyle that we live that is a selfish, egotistical And masculine singularity lifestyle where we are just about us, 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 us. And then through that competition and complexity in our size that we've come to, we then generate scarcity of resources. If you look at our supply chain, our supply chain can't keep supporting 10 to 15 million people that are buying packages every day that want them at their door in 24 hours. Think how selfish, think how inconsiderate that is. If you look at what these drivers have to go through and how like you, you're going to order, like we need to switch our lifestyle. It's counterintuitive, but it's time to switch it and go backwards to a more minimalistic peer to peer, person to person lifestyle that is more humble and minimalistic and able to then give us the power, accountability and and responsibility to come together, communicate, cooperate and collaborate. When a lot of us at the end of the day, we have to take accountability and responsibility to the lack of our willingness to take a leadership role in our community. A lot of us, we we're so pseudo moralistic in our existence. What I mean by that is we don't live by our morals day by day, but we vote by our morals. The easiest thing to do is to show up on voting day and check a box and say, oh, I'm for equality. I'm for equity for all. But then day by day, what are you doing to exit the system? What are you doing to not support the system? Because at the end of the day, the centralized structures and the IRS and taxes and working a day job, which is the most comforting and security that you can have individually, selfishly, 
but it's also the most selfish in how it's perpetuating paying into the centralized structures with the taxes that fund the centralized structures that are perpetuating the problem and perpetuate perpetually pimping the people as far as our time and our energy and our, and they're choosing to have force people to go back to work in our country today when there's a, a Delta variant killing people left and right. Like we're choosing dollars over death. It's, it's down to that point. Like if you really lived in a world of abundance and love and democracy, you would think that they would slowly accept the changes that are coming and what's happening and not force people to choose death and dollars. Like we're coming to an amazing, important time in our existence to communicate and use technology like this to talk about these things. And I really hope more people are willing to have conversations like this at scale and be vulnerable, authentic and transparent. Because the big problem with a lot of this whole thing is the lack of transparency, the lack of communication, the lack of dialogue and the lack of improvement because when you have conversation and you have the right dialogue that's where improvement comes and that's where in insight perspective and awareness and auditing and inspecting ideas concepts services and solutions people places and things strong families strong companies strong businesses and this and that so it's time for us to start having more inspection more conversation and more auditing of the people at power and the families and the strong companies and the strong connections and the people that are running our nation and world and the Rupert Murdoch's of the world. I really hope people can go online and read about Rupert Murdoch and understand how coercive and manipulative he's been with his media companies. So at the end of the day, the key with all of this is understanding it's on us, the people. We, we choose who we vote for and we have to somehow come together and cooperate and communicate and unite. And when we do so, we can then represent the change. But the hard part with all of this is it's counterintuitive because we all selfishly, we're, we're all selfishly living and wanting comfort and ease and friction-free existence and no challenge and no resistance and no struggle. So a part of the problem with all this is we have to say yes to some of that and a little bit more chaos in our life and a little bit more restriction and challenge and friction. But at the same time, we don't, we don't want that because we want to be able to selfishly exist, do what we want, when we want, with who we want. And it's a really important, relevant conversation is understanding that we have put up with the, the centralized structures and their inequities and the power at, at play and the people at power and the people that have the power of the purse. And we're just victims of it. But we need to come together and change how we exist, how we cooperate, how we communicate and how we collaborate, and then bring these changes forward at scale on a micro and macro level. And a big part of it is using technology to share your perspective, not only your story, but also challenging to others to do the same, but also inspecting and auditing the, re the, the society's universal truths and the universal truth of not only ourself, but our society, and then sharing it in a powerful, authentic fashion. So at the end of the day, it's never right it is never wrong. It is simply our perspective.